listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. All right, Zach. Yes? Come closer to the microphone. Okay. Are you feeling rebellious today? Not overly, no. All right. Well, that's probably, yeah. that's probably good. Your things are going pretty well for you right now. You don't need to rebel. But um but today's topic is about some people who did need to rebel. Now, you might remember we touched on this in another episode, um in the Louisiana Purchase episode. Yes. Uh Oh. You know what it is? Uh, I have a guess, but go on. The Haitian Revolution, oh, led by... Oh, okay, that's not what I was going to guess. I oh, forgot really? about that. Oh, yeah. cool, yeah. When we were recording that episode, um, Zach brought it up because it came up in his research, and I remember learning about it in, I, I guess, I don't know. I want to say U.S. history, but maybe not. That's I don't all know. you talk about. I know. So it's I'm sure it was AP true. U.S. history. Um, but uh, it's just a really fascinating story. Toussaint Louverture was the leader of that Haitian Revolution. Um, and it was basically a slave rebellion in Haiti that was successful. Uh, so when we mentioned it in that other episode, mm-hmm. we both noted like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a great topic. We'll have to do it sometime. Yeah. This will be really cool because I was obviously jumping around a lot for the reading about Louisiana purchase that I didn't get to spend much if right. any time actually learning about, uh, the Haitian revolution. Yeah. And it's re- a really fascinating There was another story. name for it, right? Uh, probably. I mean, probably. Yeah. I don't really know what you're. I kind of remember there being to. another name, and it was like that. That name means the Haitian Revolution. Mm. You know, something like that. Probably. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, this would be really cool. Yeah. I say that every time you give me a topic. This would be really <laughs> cool. But <laughs> well, I try and give you good topics, so that's good. I know. I just need to change my vocabulary mm. around a little bit. We all do. We all could could benefit from a broadened vocabulary. This is going to be dope. Perfect. Okay, I'm off. Excellent. All right, have fun. This is exciting. Yeah? Well, yeah, it's cool that we're doing one, uh, an episode that was spawned from a previous episode. That's oh, the first yeah. time that we've done that. Yeah, true, true. I like Pretty it. Pretty cool. I like doing this. I like um, when people give us suggestions. But this is cool. It's kind of organic in a way. Yeah, I agree. And this topic, the Haitian Revolution. Well, first, I'll just say, you heard me whining before I studied. Mm -hmm. I thought this was going to be so difficult to try to learn about in 30 minutes and regurgitate in a way that made any sense at all. Very true. He was whining. Yeah, I was. And it was was pretty hard. Um but i think that i i think i got enough here did you get sucked in by the interest of it no it... i had no time honestly because oh. <laughs> even though it is like a one period in time that sometimes 
when we do these, it's a little easier to cover something that has yeah. an endpoint and an outpoint. Yes, that's what I always kind of think. Right, and this one is a little more gray on each end of mm. the endpoint and outpoint. It's not as started here, ended here. It was a little tougher, but I didn't have time to get sucked into Anything. going down all these different <laughs> rabbit holes. Yeah. Like I was kind of just laser focused the whole time, and it took all of the time and, and then some. Uh, so what we're talking about, the Haitian Revolution, is actually we'll just go back. Okay. There's an island in the Caribbean. Ooh. The island is called Hispaniola, mm -hmm. and today it is comprised of Haiti on the western side and the Dominican Republic on the eastern side. Mm -hmm. You've now, been to the Dominican Republic. I have. What we know as Haiti today was called Saint-Domingue, mm. which at that time was controlled by the French. Sounds like it. That's it sure why they was. named it that crazy name. I guess so, yeah. I guess. Uh, I actually don't think they are the ones who named it. I believe. Actually, I don't know who named it, but I want to say it got that name before the French were controlling it. Anyhow, what we're talking about is the largest and most successful slave revolt known in history. Wow, that's really cool. There may have been a bigger, better one, but we don't know about it. Mm hmm. So on this island, I'm going to refer to the island just out of ease, um, but no, when I refer to the island, I'm talking about Saint-Domingue, which mm. is the at western the time, side. Yeah, but I'm just going to call it the island. Now called Haiti. You could call it yeah. Haiti, probably. We'll, we'll okay, get it. yeah, that's a good disclaimer. Get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. um, also, one other disclaimer, mm -hmm. um, as we're starting this, I'm realizing uh, it's, it's become... Uh, People don't really say slaves anymore. I don't know if you've noticed this. I've been picking up in a lot that I've been learning lately about the history of black Americans. Um, it's it, People say enslaved people now because a person is not a slave. You know, like, it's just like a person is a person and someone did something to them and they enslaved them. Now, I understand that this is commonly referred to as the slave rebellion. And just because of your research, I know you might say slave a bunch of times, but I just want to kind of put it out there that we're aware that that you know that term is not not so favored now and what we're talking about is enslaved people on the island of haiti good on you good disclaimer yeah great okay so the slaves no i'm kidding oh, uh, boy. <laughs> so the primary crop on the island was sugar mm -hmm. so much so that this one spot produced 40% of Europe's sugar. Whoa. I know, that's a ton. And 60% of their coffee, too. So they were growing some beans as well. Ugh, what would they do without this? Come on now. And of all of the colonies in the Americas, this Saint-Domingue was mm -hmm. said to be the worst conditions for really? these enslaved people. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it sounded really, really sucky. It's oh, and obviously what, what time period are we? Well, we're talking about the late 1700s. Okay, cool. So it's a really mountainous island. It's extremely hot. They have like a really heavy rain season. It's not it's not somewhere that you want to be forced to work outside. Yeah. Especially processing sugar is a very hot hard Labor job. Intensive. Yes, yeah. extremely. So not only was uh being on a sugar plantation one of the toughest jobs, this place in particular was uh extremely ruthless. Mm. So much so that these people, these yeah. the slaves, mm -hmm. were only expected to live for about three years. What? Yeah. Three years? Like from when they started oh, working? Yeah. So, so 
to give some context to that statistic, they only would live about three years, which gave no real chance for them to reproduce in the slave community. So they were just constantly bringing in new slaves. So oh when new God. slaves arose, uh, uh, arrived from Africa, uh-huh. they were you know, expected to get about three years of work out of them before they would eventually die. This is horrifying. I mean, obviously, the history of slavery is always horrifying, but this is, I feel very horrified in this very moment. It's terrible. So check it out. They never got a chance to reproduce, so they just kept bringing over new slaves from all over Africa, all different cultures, all different languages, and none of these people were born into slavery so, yeah. not that any enslaved person should be, right. but they were not good at assimilating mm. into this culture, mm-hmm. which made for a very tumultuous environment because every single person there knew freedom right. and knew just how restricted their rights were. Wow. So, not that things were settled in like the American slave communities no, but- where, you know, it was several generations on born into slavery not that that was okay or those people were happy with their situation of at course. all but, but these people truly the is just different were plucked from from every one of them was plucked from right. the freedom that they, they knew personally and had the experience here. of you know being a regular free person in the world right and then being stripped of their freedom personally it's not their mother or father or grandfather telling them it happened to them so needless to say they did not adjust well to uh this new life of theirs they should not right by the end of the 1700s the french were bringing in over forty thousand slaves a year are you kidding Uh uh-uh History is rough when you learn about it. So in Saint-Domingue, it was kind of broken up into four classes. At the top were the wealthy white landowners. Mm -hmm. They were called the Grand Blancs, which means big whites. The great whites? Big. uh, big. So (laughs) that means the big whites. Um, Dang. They're not hiding anything. They're just like, Well, I don't think they gave themselves that name. Uh, But anyway... They were mostly in France. Some of them were on the island as well, but most were in France just, you know, the CEOs of the company just controlling what was going on on the island. From afar. They didn't even live there. Yeah, many of them. Okay. Right below them, surprisingly, were the free people of color, of which there were many. Um, Some even owned plantations and owned slaves. And do you know, were they indigenous to the island or? Uh, No. Most... uh, in terms of numbers, no, most of the people on the island were not indigenous. Wow. Um, okay. They, I mean, most most of the people on the island, like 95% of the people on the island or something were slaves. And then, of course, a large majority were European. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the indigenous population was, but it wasn't it wasn't these free people of color. It's probably a very heartbreaking story about that as well I'm that sure we'll is. get to some other day. Let's not. <laughs> um, uh, so they... The the free people of color, many of them were former slaves who were now freed. A lot of them, I mean, they could have been anything from people who worked their way to freedom. They could have been children that Europeans had with slaves that then were freed. Mm, okay. So the, yeah. you had that class, which was second right under the wealthy mm-hmm. white landowners. Below them were the poor whites. And these mm-hmm. were just the common folk, but they're poor. And you know, there's no there? middle class on they this just island. They came from Europe? I guess so, yeah. I guess they settled there one way or another, but mm-hmm. these were the people who sold goods, owned stores, um, mm-hmm. teachers, whatever. 
They uh, weren't selling too much if they're yeah. very poor. They didn't own any land, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and they were called the Petit Blancs. Oh, small whites. And then below them, number four in this class system were, of course, the slaves. Now, all of the classes... The enslaved were, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. the enslaved people. All of these classes were unhappy. The rich whites thought that they were taxed too highly. The wealthy, free people of color were still discriminated against, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. The poor whites were mad about the privileges that the people of color had. And, of course, the slaves were... Of course they were unhappy. That needs no explanation. Everyone else can be upset about one thing or another, but the enslaved people, we know why they're unhappy. Right. In 1789, the enslaved people hear a rumor from France that they were freed. Oh. And, of course, that sparks, like, this immediate joy in, like... Wait, what year did you say? 17... 1789. So this was, like, the French Revolution time? Yes, yeah. This is in the I midst of how, that. How does a rumor travel across the ocean that, that time of history? But cool. I may be wrong, but I, that might also be the year that they cut off King Louis' head. Ooh. That reverberated uh, that, around That may the world. be wrong, but anyway, yes. Mm-hmm. Amidst the French Revolution... Um, that rumor's not really true, though. So mm. that increases tensions even more between the classes. Yeah. And then in 1791, the poor whites, because they're mad about mm-hmm. the privileges that the people of color have, they decide to take over control of the city of Port-au-Prince mm-hmm. because they felt like they were more discriminated against than the enslaved people even. And one of their of reasons they did. being... <laughs> That they were too poor to own land or slaves. Like, that, in their mind, was a greater injustice than people being being enslaved. enslaved, Right. Mm -hmm. Which is just insane. In my notes here, I inserted the hand-on-face emoji. Mm, Good emoji. Good emoji. Thank you. Well, I didn't invent it, but... It was appropriate. Thank you. So, at this point, France, they're at war with all of Europe. (laughs) Yeah, themselves in this case, but um, they're... At war with the British, the Spanish, they don't need this. They don't need conflict happening on this island Mm -hmm. thousands of miles away. So they send troops down there to regain control. And in the process, uh, I'm not exactly sure how this happened, but in the process, they grant full citizenship to some of the free black people on the island. Full Okay, so maybe they were I guess I shouldn't say full citizenship because it only applied to some people, people who met certain standards in terms of wealth and land ownership and things like that. It wasn't every free black person, but it was it but in it was a blanket both? statement they granted citizenship to those okay. people. And that, of course, made the poor whites even matter, as if oh. they weren't upset enough. Who knew that poor whites were gonna factor into that, but you know, they're out there. Yeah. And Rightfully so, the slaves are even more mad than anyone else because they've been the maddest the whole time. Mm -hmm. And now the free people of color are getting French citizenship Mm -hmm. and they are still enslaved. So that's really uh, the spark that lit the uprising. Interesting. In comes Toussaint Louverture. I've been waiting for this dude. So this dude was born a slave on the island, which, like we said, was rare because most people were shipped from Africa. Mm -hmm. He was born a slave on the island, and he worked his way to freedom, which I think, not that it was easy or common, but um, it happened. It was possible, yeah. Yeah, Good word. Whereas I think in... 
I think in America, it was pretty much in, not a possibility. For- right. You hear stories of it happening in America, so I guess it was possible in in some places and in some instances. But, but for the majority, it was virtually impossible. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And he became a prominent businessman on the island. Mm-hmm. And he was a real leader. People looked up to him, and and he was just like a magnanimous guy. Is that the right word? Magnanimous, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, where he's just... Uh, you like him. He's yeah. he's he's good. He's, he's friendly. He's, um, uh, he's got something about like you trust him. You like him. He's uh he's I don't want to say center of attention, but he gets noticed. He's mm-hmm. respected. He you know one of those he's a like leader. immediate respect, like whatever that evokes out of people, like in yeah. a good way, not in a fear based way, yeah. but just like oh that's a good guy. I like him. Great. He really that's what Toussaint Louverture really seems like. Uh, he embodied that. Mm-hmm. So he's sick of the injustice that his people are facing because he is black. Mm-hmm. So he starts a revolt mm-hmm. and he trains up the slaves and he forms them into like a real army and trains wow. them in guerrilla warfare and arms them and everything. So the Spanish are at war with the French. The Spanish, in an effort to weaken the French, they support these uprisings, mm-hmm. these revolts, even so far as making Toussaint an officer wow. in the Spanish army. Then, in 1793, the British invade, and France knows they can't win this fight. So there's the French, the Spanish, and the British all on the island of Haiti? I don't know if the Spanish... Well, the Spanish... I know the Spanish were on the eastern part of the island, totally out of the picture Mm. in this context. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know if they were on the island in these fights, but they Mm -hmm. were definitely providing aid to to Toussaint and the... um, all of and, the people revolting, mm-hmm. they were at least, wow. at the very least, supporting them. It's just crazy how many of these European countries had their hands in all this business that's, like, so far away, you know. It is crazy. chill, but they didn't. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how little that happens now. I mean, of course, there are businesses between countries and people invading other, you know, there's mm-hmm. war on Earth still, of but... Course. It seems like this was just par for the course 200 well, years yeah, ago. Well, yeah, this was at the time where colonialism was at its highest, right. I feel like, and everyone was just colonizing and for taking over. For whatever reason, people thought the land was for the taking. They, yeah, yeah, they had their right to whatever they wanted. Um, luckily, that doesn't happen as much anymore. I, Of course, we can't say it doesn't happen as at all, but it does feel... It, it sounds crazy thinking about it now. Just yeah, in the about, developed world, it's not something that we even know. Yeah, not that we know. Yeah. I don't want to discount it because I'm sure there's some colonization happening somewhere in the world right now. But like, luckily, it feels. I know, but like, we're talking about England and France and the U.S. Right, like, you know, yeah. that's that's we all have, for better or worse, we all have our borders now, and I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's really making an effort to expand them. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Yes. Like I said, in 1793, the British invade because mm-hmm. they are also at war with France. And and the French know they're not going to win. So they take what I – don't, I don't know what the um, motivating factor was behind this decision, but good. Uh, they take <laughs> the radical step to free the slaves and grant oh. the slaves citizenship, which I suppose would get them on the French's side to help battle the English on that yeah. island. Mm-hmm. 
Toussaint's happy with that yeah. because he he had defected and joined the Spanish army as an officer. But at this point, he's like, okay, nice, good move. Right. I'll go back to the French side. And he's a very influential figure on this island. So that was that was huge. So this this rebellion had like to me. I think we said in the intro, and you may maybe even said again. Um, this is known as like a successful revolt of enslaved people. Uh-huh. So is that the that's the successful moment, right? They were freed. Not so much. It, okay. So this this revolt to put like to put a beginning and end on it. Seventeen eighty nine, when they first get that rumor that they're freed, mm-hmm. you can call that the beginning. It doesn't really end until I think eight. We'll get to it, but off the top of my head, it was like eighteen o three, eighteen o four, with a lot of fighting going on in between mm. and a lot of different enemies in between. Okay. So it wasn't as simple as on this day they decided to fight back and two months later they were freed. You know, right. it's not that yeah. sort of story. But this was a step. step yeah, the these right are direction. all steps heading in the direction. Mm-hmm. So Toussaint's back on the French side and at this point he takes control. Uh, you know, in Saint-Domingue he's mm-hmm. the man. Uh, and oh. for the next several years, he's leading this revolution, the revolutions, if you want to break them up into all the different fights. Mm-hmm. And he rises to the level of governor general of Saint-Domingue, which I take it was the, the you know, he's the, he's number one. He's the dude. Yeah, he's the dude there. Mm-hmm. He has treaties with the British to keep the French out. He's trading with the UK. He's trading with the US. Wow. Because this island is extremely profitable. Mm-hmm. And... He decided to keep the plantations running, but pay the people. Oh, what a novel idea. Good job, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, they were able to function. Oh, who could have guessed? And at one point, uh, there was another man in Saint-Domingue named Andre Rigo, and mm-hmm. he was close with Toussaint, but they got into a quarrel when uh, Rigo refused to give up control of a southern part of the island. And this was a big enough deal that it caused a civil war. Oh, no. Yeah, so Toussaint and another comrade, a man named Jacques Dessalines, they both, along with their armies, fight in their side. I don't know what if that's a north, south, east, Mm -hmm. west thing. Their side won. So they won the civil war. So, again, he's... He's the head of the army. He's the head of, you know, everybody's looking to him for direction in this, uh, on this island. He's economically running a profitable nation. He's fighting these countries from across the sea. And he's, he's successfully winning a civil war. This guy's doing everything all at once. He does it all. Yeah. Around that, uh, I, I don't know if it's around that time, but like... 19 or sorry 1800 <laughs> mm-hmm. 1801 he moves east on the island and this part of the island is called Santa Domingo and that is controlled by the Spanish and there are lots of slaves there so he starts to move east Is that Dominican Republic the Dominican Republic uh, now I don't know if the borders are defined now as they were then but okay. towards that way yes Okay Okay so this so okay not everyone's freed on this island Got Not it. on the whole island, mm-hmm. no. Saint-Domingue, San which we've been talking about, mm-hmm. is Haiti, which is the western, maybe third of the island. Maybe. Okay. It's not even the majority of the island. Oh, okay. But again, this is as the borders are defined today. I don't right. know exactly what it was like back then, but there was part of the island controlled by the Spanish called Santa Domingo. Mm-hmm. 
come on. That's pretty confusing. One part <laughs> is San Domingue and yeah. the other part is Santo Domingo. <laughs> Very true. So he's driving out the Spanish and freeing the slaves. Wow. And again, just like cementing his place in history mm-hmm. as the leader the of this revolution. Yeah. <laughs> as the freaking dog. Yeah. Uh, but low-key, San Domingue is still owned by the French. Mm. Even though they led a successful uprising against them yeah. and the French freed the slaves, they are still owned by the French. Yeah. And then in 17... 17- Whatever that means. Owned by the French. But uh, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it means that they're not a free nation. These people right. on the island have French citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um not that they're doing much traveling to what Paris, really but... What it really means is the French think they own them and will come in and assert their ownership if they want to. Oh, and they did. Oy. In 1799, Napoleon gains power in France. Oh, yeah, that dude. And he... Yeah, so like we mentioned in the intro, going back to the Louisiana Purchase uh, episode, mm-hmm. you heard a bit about this when Napoleon was uh, really into the money that was being made in Saint-Domingue. So he argues that the previous laws passed, freeing the slaves, giving them citizenship, did not apply to colonies outside of France. Uh, Or maybe it was colonies in the West. But either way... He just made sure it drew a little circle right around Saint-Domingue. Right. He kind of tried to pull that one back off the table. Now, as we know from the Louisiana Purchase episode, he had a plan of extending French control into North America mm-hmm. and expanding their empire Empire, and creating this big, strong country that was intercontinental. Mm-hmm. And he planned to fund that effort with profits from Saint-Domingue. Okay. From their sugar plantations. And the coffee. And, yeah, can't forget the coffee. Can't forget it. So he sends his brother, uh, or maybe brother-in-law, I forget. I never thought of him as having a brother. (laughs) Or a (laughs) brother-in-law. That's funny. (laughs) That is pretty funny. His brother's name would be... Oh, no. Napoleon's first name is Napoleon, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he sends his... uh, Let's just say brother. Why not? Why not? Kip. um, Mm -hmm. To Saint-Domingue. To arrest Toussaint Louverture because they hate him. And he's the man. So you got to go after the man, right? Yep. You cut the head off the snake. Mm -hmm. So they go there. uh, Or sorry, Kip goes there. Mm -hmm. He arrests Toussaint, takes him to France, imprisons him. Takes him to France? Yeah. That's a huge deal. That involves like a long ship ride back then. It is. And uh, throws him in prison where Toussaint eventually dies. Are you serious? Yeah, he died in prison in 1803. This is not the ending I was looking for. Well, it's not the ending. Okay. I'm very sad for him, though. I mean, like, obviously he has cemented his place in history, and as we said, is the man and did all these cool things, but that is, that's so unfortunate that that's the ending he faced. It ain't right. Ain't right. Now, Napoleon's brother, Kip, a.k.a. Leclerc, that's his last name. Oh, okay. He then attempts, and actually, little side note, I, in one of, I don't know, one of the sources I was looking at, mentioned that the people in Saint-Domingue, they, uh, when they arrested Toussaint, they weren't, that's not what really lit their fire against the French again, Mm -hmm. because apparently they were kind of turning on Toussaint a bit because he wanted to keep the plantations going, 
So mm. even though these people were getting paid, it was still like really hard work and maybe they wanted to do other things. And I'm not accusing yeah. him of this, but maybe they weren't really allowed to to not work mm. there anymore. I don't know. Um Okay, there. That that actually makes sense because even when you said that, like they arrested him and brought him to France, and then he died in a prison. It like sounded impossible. Hearing everything right. leading up to it, it everything would be that like, had come no, in the previous like, decade, people yeah. would have put a stop to that. They wouldn't have let them take him. But now, but right. if if the sentiment was turning a little bit, that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, that seems to be what was going on. Hmm. So when Leclerc uh, arrests Toussaint, Leclerc, aka Kip, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of let that go. His Toussaint's arrest, they were like, okay, that's fine with us. Yeah. But then he tried to take control of the people and namely disarm the people. Mm. And that they were like... In America, we know how that goes. It they does were not like, go Second well. Amendment, mm-hmm. you ain't touching my peace. <laughs> uh-huh. Get out of here. And that started um, what I'm going to call the second part of the revolution. Mm. Again, these mm-hmm. armies of islanders assemble... They fight back. The French send 40,000 troops mm-hmm. to the island, but the islanders are fighting back the whole time. Despite the French's use of man-eating dogs that they imported from Cuba. Oh. Isn't that sick? That's a whole... Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm... It's as bad as it sounds. I read, like, oh. accounts of it, you and it's know. horrible. I don't feel like I need to read any more than man-eating dog. I got it. Yeah, I don't want you anything really don't. N- near that. <laughs> Uh, so many of the French actually died from yellow fever, which was passed oh. on to them from the islanders. Wow. Yeah. I've so, learned about yellow fever a little bit recently, you know, pandemics, things oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, mm-hmm. So of the 40,000 troops that, Fran- that France sent in, mm-hmm. only 8,000 ended up going back to France. Ooh. The rest were killed either obviously in the fighting or by yellow, yellow fever. fever. Wow. Uh, including Kip. He died oh. of yellow fever. Ugh. Which, good riddance. Yeah, seriously. So, Napoleon finally realizes that his plan won't work and mm-hmm. he's like, okay guys, come home. Uh-huh. And <laughs> very, uh, a, a lot less ships came back than what went there wow. originally. Yeah, there's no which, one to drive them. Good. 40,000 went. Uh, this goes back again uh, to the Louisiana Purchase. This was the turning point mm. where Napoleon realized that this island, he he can't do anything with this island. He lost. Mm-hmm. To put it in the simplest terms, he mm-hmm. lost. He can't go back there. They're going to get killed again. He's just got to sell it off. Mm-hmm. And that was the impetus for uh, him selling the Louisiana Territory back to the U.S. because mm-hmm. he now had no use for the Louisiana Territory, which he originally had planned to use to expand uh, yeah, France's stronghold. Or not that they didn't have a stronghold, but to expand France into North America, mm-hmm. including what is now the United States. Yeah. And finally, on January 1st, mm-hmm. 1804, okay. after 15 years of uprising, Saint-Domingue was officially declared independent and it was named Haiti, which was its original name before Europeans arrived. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. 1804? Yeah. That's a great time. Like, that seems, you know, unfortunately so early compared to so many other places. And that's so wonderful. Yeah. And so Haiti from, is its original name. Like, Yeah, that's it. I, again, I was kind of 
tunnel vision so I didn't have time to shoot off on different mm-hmm. web pages, <laughs> web pages, <laughs> uh, and, you know, dig into all of these things. But yeah, that's what I read, that that's what it was originally called by, I guess, the native people or yeah. I don't know, whoever, uh, before, uh, it said before, like Columbus and other Europeans yeah, sailed up. to the Americas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pretty cool. So, that is so it was 1789 cool. to 1804 mm-hmm. was uh, kind of the full scope of the revolution, really kicking off in 1791. Either way, we're talking about a 13, 15 ish years mm-hmm. of fighting for yeah. their freedom, and they won. Wow. Like these people were at that point independent of any other country's control. No, wow. no more Spanish, no more French, no more UK, mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know much about their history through the 19th century, but I, you know, obviously reading about all this, you get a bit invested. I hope that they were able to flourish a little bit. Of course, we kind of all know the state of Haiti right now is not very strong economically, um, and I, I don't know the details of what has happened in the past mm-hmm. 215 years, yeah. but I would hope that following their um, their independence, they were able to have many good years before yeah. God knows what happened and, mm-hmm. and they are where they are now. But I got all of this oh, sorry, not all of this. I got a lot of this information from a uh, YouTube channel called World History Crash Course, which is oh, a cool. great channel. This guy's really, really smart and these videos are well put together and he's a, like a great writer and great uh, performer, if you will, getting this information across. So definitely check that out. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And as the guy put it in at the end of the video, this mm-hmm. is kind of what he closed with, uh, again, going back to them fighting for years to gain their freedom and, mm-hmm. and winning, and then where they are now mm-hmm. in such a not-so-fortunate spot, he said, next time you read about Haiti's poverty, remember that. Yeah. Remember everything that they went through. Yeah. Listen to me now. Remember everything that they went through. 200 years ago to get where they are now and despite the position that they might be in today that's a result of them going through such a tumultuous period and right i mean again i don't know what has happened in the past 200 years but remember that part about it and who's to say what impact i mean who's to say there maybe there are some economists or historians obviously who would be able to comment on this better than i could but um the the fact that for however many years like you said 40 percent of the sugar and and coffee in europe was from haiti and 60 percent of the coffee yeah it's i mean what kind of toll can that not to mention the the human toll on of the enslaved people there um being stripped of those resources mm-hmm. um being stripped of your humanity and dig- i mean there's like i i just feel like when when things like that happen obviously as we always say you, you only get 30 minutes so you're just and that wasn't even the point of your research wasn't to see um what happened after the haitian revolution but um i, I just always think like you need to really study things like that to see the long-lasting impacts of trauma like that on a country, on a people, and you can't write it off. Yeah. You can't just say, okay, well, that was a while ago. Everything's <laughs> – it has no effect now. Yeah, you That's should be not true. better now, better in yeah, quotes, you know. exactly, exactly. Before we finish mm-hmm. – wait, do you have any questions? Um, No. Okay. I mean, maybe, but, but tell me before you finish. Well, I've got some facts to rattle oh, off. Oh, I love the fun facts. Yeah, these are eh, 
Okay, they're one not of them's so not fun. fun at all. But uh, <laughs> give me that one first. Okay. End on the most funnest fact, please. In 1802 and 1803, mm-hmm. this was the height of them fighting back against Napoleon and the French. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 150,000 people died on the island, uh, not including the French. 150,000, I'll just say Haitians, you know, mm-hmm. to make it simple, died in those two years wow. alone in the, the fighting there. A little more fun now. Yeah. A lot more fun, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Haiti was the first independent nation in Latin America. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, like I was saying, like 1804 does feel, it yeah, feels that's a early long time. in the timeline of, of when these things were happening, you know, unfortunately. But um, that's really awesome. And they were the first modern nation to be governed by people of African descent. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For better or worse, they were there. Yeah, I don't really know yeah. how much stock to put into that, but that's a fact. Um, I guess I don't know the definition of modern nation. Obviously, mm-hmm. most African nations, I'm sure, are governed by people of African descent and have been for yeah hundreds of years. That's that's cool, though. Yeah. Good for Haiti. And then another one, Toussaint Louverture, he was a Freemason. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. I love when people turn out to be Freemasons. He was a Freemason, and he was very much alive when the supposed what? treasure on Oak Island was buried, <laughs> oh, wow. so I think they should take a look into him. Uh, and according to a video I watched mm-hmm. about him that was on like a Freemason YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and they were very proud of him. You only have 30 minutes, but you had some time to look up a Freemason channel. That may or may not have been outside the 30-minute window. Okay. But uh, they are very proud of him. And according to this video and, mm-hmm. like, the Freemason way of living, they believe to always fight for human freedom. So they were uh, very proud. That that's exactly what Tucson Lobature did. That's cool. Yeah. Hey. In his life. I, I'd hope we all can get behind that. Yeah. And last, these people, they stood up to injustice, and they foiled Napoleon's master plan of an yeah. intercontinental power. So thank them for that. Again, next time you read about <laughs> Haiti's poverty, remember that. Yeah, true. We, If it weren't for them, we could be living in an entirely different Easily, world right now. If these enslaved people didn't find it in themselves right. to fight back and win, yeah, Napoleon could have just sailed on in there taken everything they have fueled his journey into mm-hmm. america and and we put up a fight against the colonies being french right now we oui. <laughs> wait no no yeah you're right we oui. yeah we oui. uh-huh. beignets see that doesn't sound too bad i know though. i shouldn't keep going because it might get Eating good escargot Ugh. okay yeah bad yeah <laughs> Wow, that was awesome. And watching crappy TV. I'm sure their TV's terrible. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, But their movies are really good, French cinema. Okay, we gotta stop. Um, That was great. Did that, that was really interesting to me. I felt like I knew, I knew about this, but I didn't know in depth anything. Um, Mm. So I learned a ton. Um, I feel like you probably learned a whole bunch too. I actually kind of knew most of this (laughs) stuff. You did not. (laughs) That was really cool. Yeah, See, this, uh, this is, is such yeah, this a is cool great. story in history that um, that more people, everyone, should know about. I and agree. Especially because it has a, a positive ending. I think sometimes it's just 
there's so much to learn about in history and obviously so much of this story is so devastating and horrific and you wish that none of this ever had to happen Mm -hmm. um but because it did happen um it's at least nice sometimes to be able to hear about something that that ended positively yeah i totally agree yeah cool oh uh one last thing what um Ah, this was right at the end of my research, but there was a New York Times article that I didn't get a chance to read, of course, because those take a long time to read. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, here. I have it written down over here. I want to get it right. Sure, take time. It's about Toussaint Louverture, and it okay. It's an article by a guy named Paul Berman from 2016 called "A Biography Reveals Surprising Sides to Haiti's Slave Liberator," hmm. and. Uh, it is about a book called Toussaint L'Ouverture, A Revolutionary Life by a man named Philippe Girard that uh, seemed to be, I, you know, I read the first couple of lines, paragraphs of this article, mm-hmm. and it, it made this book out to be like the newest, most up-to-date, most in-depth, most historically accurate picture of Toussaint L'Ouverture and revealing sides of him that um, were never really known and kind of squashing other things about him that were taken as fact for 200 years so yeah so that sounds pretty cool that's awesome yeah so if you're inspired to read read further um i'm not saying start there but yeah that that sounds sounds like like, a pretty definitive picture of the guy pick up a biography one of these days why not read that one yeah yeah cool okay that's all i have awesome good work Thank you. You too. Thanks for informing me. I really do feel like I learned a lot on that one. Yeah, And I'm glad to know that story. Okay. Cool. All Let's right. Let's go eat some... We always eat. We always have to eat at the end. Brie? Cheese? Okay. You don't even like Brie. French? I know, but it's French. Yeah, I think it's French. I'll go eat some French Brie. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinutexpertPodcast, that's 30MinutexpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.